بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد All praises belongs to Allah سبحانه وتعالى We seek His assistance and His forgiveness and we seek refuge in Allah سبحانه وتعالى from the evil of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, then none can misguide. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala misguides, then none can guide. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My dear brothers and sisters in Islam, I greet you with the greetings of peace and the greetings of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Indeed, it, uh, it is an honor um, to be with you all this Wednesday evening. Um, in this live broadcast with Knowledge International uh, University in this particular lecture titled A Guide to Effective uh, Distance Learning. Um, it is an important topic of discussion um, given the blessing of the 21st century and, and the internet or the growth and development of the internet um, and how uh, seeking knowledge via online platforms has uh, become uh, an actual norm. Uh, we see uh, secondary school students uh, now studying online. There are actual programs dedicated towards secondary education uh, study. Um, and um, even from the Islamic studies perspective, we've seen um, programs and seminaries develop online. Uh, such as the program at Knowledge International University, a four-year uh, bachelor's degree offering, all online, where you study uh, from the comfort uh, of your home. Today's program was uh, supposed to be taken by um, our dear Sheikh uh, Ahmed, um, uh, but due to uh, unforeseen circumstances, um, we had to make uh, a switch. Thus, I am taking um, this particular session uh, today, and inshallah, um, he will be part of the upcoming uh, programs. We hope to uh, provide um, more programs like this uh, over the upcoming uh, weeks and months. Um, well spaced out, inshallah, it won't be too overwhelming, uh, once every two weeks or so, uh, just to assist the development of students of knowledge, especially those that study uh, with online uh, seminaries. Obviously, when you study away um, from the actual presence of uh, your teacher, then um, the experience is definitely different to the experience one feels when they sit down in front of their teacher and and study or spend several days and weeks and months and years even uh, because uh, obviously when people are in front of each other they um, ex they, they experience much more right because um, we teach people via our words we teach people via our actions uh, we teach people via our character our behavior our ability to be patient our different reactions so definitely when a person is is uh, in close proximity to their teacher then they're going to develop uh, much more. Um, and the enthusiasm um, as a result um, is far higher. Uh, with regards to uh, online seminaries, online programs, not just Islamic programs, but in general, uh, some specialists in the field actually list the dropout rate from online programs uh, by students studying via uh, an online uh, program uh, to be as high as 40%. 
40%, right? Um, so the figures hover um, up till the point of 40%. Now, this is quite high, obviously. Uh, and many have discussed different reasons um, for this to be the cause. Um, and inshallah, as we go through some of the tips uh, that help us be effective students in uh, online seminaries will actually see um, through deliberation um, why people drop out uh, of online uh, programs. So today's talk uh, or the start to this uh, Tarbiya program or development program in Knowledge International University is dedicated towards this. And uh, the program was advertised first and foremost for KIU students, um, but not exclusively, rather it, it, it also is inclusive of everybody uh, who wishes to benefit from the subject matter. We are recording it and inshallah the recordings will be made available as well. So my dear brothers and sisters, what we need to understand is learning in general um, and when I say learning, I'm talking about Islamic learning since um, this is an Islamic seminary that is hosting this particular program. Learning in general, um, learning Islam, studying Islam uh, is um, a process that requires effort. It requires effort. Um, and this is something that every student must understand. That they shouldn't be surprised um, at difficulty. Right? Or they shouldn't be surprised when um, things turn out to be more difficult uh, than what they anticipated. Or if, they, or, or if a greater effort is required of them and from them. They shouldn't be surprised by this. The reality is learning in general requires effort. Yes, uh, efforts differ in terms of intensity based on uh, the reality of the program. Uh, but nonetheless, effort is um, a word and a phenomenon that doesn't uh, separate itself from the process of learning. So, um, you know, finding things difficult is normal. And this is something everyone uh, must understand, whether they study on-site and especially when they study uh, online. Nobody ever said uh, that learning and especially learning Islam uh, was as easy as walking in the park, right? Um, if I can use that colloquial uh, sentence, right? Um, so we shouldn't be surprised by difficulty. You know, Imam uh, al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, for example, this Imam who, mashallah, um, we, you know, we are all a Sadaqatul Jariya um, or part of the Sadaqatul Jariya for, for the Imam, right? Because he left behind a hadith book that is a major reference um, in the life of every student of knowledge. This Imam, um, amongst the other scholars of hadith, would travel for months, right, with uh, a riding animal. Right uh, throughout the desert heat and uh, the difficult desert circumstances and situations. Now, we know we get extreme cold in the desert, you get extreme hot in the desert, then there's dust storms, right? And they traveled uh, the world at a time when, you know, security wasn't um, as we find it now. You know, we can just hop on a plane and move from country to country, even by ourselves, even if we go to a place that we've never visited before, and we don't really uh, fear for our lives, right? Right? In most circumstances. Um, but it wasn't like that then. Before they were the pirates of the desert, right? they would look for people uh, alone or a small group of people so that they could uh, hijack their belongings, for example. Right? And, and many people died during these uh, desert long journeys. Now, Imam al-Bukhari and other muhaddithun, they would uh, traverse for the sake of finding just one hadith right? from a person 
that they knew or were told of that had uh, a relation from the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This is amazing, right? And these journeys would last a month, five weeks, six weeks, right? Uh, so can you imagine the difficulty in this? That just to find one hadith, to gather one hadith from an authentic source. Now, take this particular scenario in, 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 into consideration. That a person travels for so long, and they finally reach the place successfully, right? Only to find that the person that they came to see passed away. Subhanallah. And let's take it a step further. This person passed away a few days before they got there. Right? A few days before they got there. Subhanallah. Now we know at that time there were no mobile phones and internet tracking devices, uh, you know, um, uh, remitting devices, things which would uh, inform people, uh, you know, of the reality of people's circumstances. Uh, news never traveled, as we find news traveling today. Today it's, it's a simple WhatsApp message or broadcast or a simple post on social media. Right? Uh, or telegram message or whatever form uh, or messaging service you use. It wasn't like that then, so nobody had an idea. Right? They would continue the journey with this patience, putting their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that uh, they would find this person. And if they didn't find the person, that didn't halt the journey. They never complained and said, This is too tough. I'm going to, you know, go back uh, home and uh, stop doing this. No. They thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the opportunity at being used in this noble service, and then they would plan their next journey. Subhanallah. Right? So this is how difficult it was then. Uh, today we don't have it like that. But yes, we live different uh, difficulties because we are a different people. We are a different people. Our difficulties are definitely not uh, at the level of uh, difficulty that the people before us face. But nonetheless, uh, given us as a people, we have our own difficulties that push us uh, off uh, a particular program, uh, d- uh, cause us to fall into a sense of defeat. And as a result, then uh, we leave something good and, and, and take this discussion and apply it to even good habits that uh, you, know, you and I try and bring into our life or bad habits that we try and rid our life of. Right? Um, it's difficult. But for some reason, we tend to feel it's easy and uh, we don't appreciate the difficulty and then we give up. So, online learning, um, even though we learn from the comfort of our homes at times that we prefer, it does come with its challenges and thus the dropout rate is high. Today's lesson aims at uh, sharing um, pieces of advice, sound bites, uh, if I can call it that, which will inshallah mitigate um, the issues we find when we uh, study online and help us be people that uh, complete the process ta'ala. Now, um, we can help ourselves in seven ways and I'm going to share with you these ways uh, in point form uh, ta'ala. Uh, the first point that I want to share with my brothers and sisters to help motivate us um, and create an effective distance learning environment for ourselves and help us get through the process completely um, scratch-free insha'Allah is to remember that um, or knowing the importance of being a seeker of this knowledge left behind by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this really is a great motivator that no matter uh, what happens to us um, we take into consideration the uniqueness of our situation and that motivates us to continue that motivates us to uh, continue. And um, as I said, 
point number one is really a great motivator to you know for us to understand uh, the importance of being a seeker of this knowledge, this knowledge that was left behind by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Right? In terms of uh, the importance, then uh, there are many um, aspects that we can take into consideration to help us appreciate the importance. From these aspects, my dear brothers and sisters, is understanding that um, the honor of that which we learn is dependent on the honor right of the subject matter being taught right and and this is what the scholars before us used to say they used to say sharaful ilm bi sharafil ma'lum that we understand the honor of knowledge by taking into uh, account and taking into consideration uh, the subject matter and the honor of the subject matter. When we study anything about Islam, then in reality, the subject matter is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we must understand. Who can, you know, what subject matter can be greater than uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Himself? So the reality is we are studying about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? We're either studying about uh, the correctness of worshipping Allah, we're studying about Allah Himself, His names and attributes, uh, or we are studying about the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how He wants to be worshipped, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the subject matter uh, really is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there's no knowledge that can be, no, can be more noble than this, and, and more honorable than this. And uh, this is why we need to use this as an important motivator. Right? Whenever shaitan disturbs us, whenever we feel uh, that you know, time is against us, or the situation is too tough, or circumstances are always arising, we should never resort. You know, if something has to come out of our timetable, the last thing that should come out of our timetable is the Islamic seminary that we are studying online. Why? Because as I've just said, we are studying about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing else can be more honorable. If we drop the program, then we are dropping the study of the most honorable of all knowledges. The study of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, as you know, my dear brothers and sisters, we all want to be successful. And all of success, all of success comes about by knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and knowing the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is, you know, something we understand when we say, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Because this article of faith, even though it's, it's so simple on the tongue, but uh, the the... the mandates of these simple words are mighty. When you say La ilaha illallah, you are saying there's no one worthy of worship besides one Allah. Right? And Muhammadur Rasulullah, then you are saying that I have no way to Allah except upon the way that Allah wants me to use to get to Him. And nobody knows of that way besides Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is what Muhammadur Rasulullah means, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That I have no way to Allah besides the way of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this is what we are promising when we say Muhammadur Rasulullah, that Ya Allah, I will not worship you except how you want to be worshipped. I will not live except how how you want to be lived, right? So how do you know this? By studying the inheritance of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And the Islamic program that you're in, be it on site or online, is actually teaching you this. It's teaching you to be true to the promise you made when you said, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So, you know, this is from the important matters that motivate us in 
facing our challenges and being proactive in our study and making sure that we reach the finish line. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His book, um, when He commands us towards La ilaha illallah, He says, فَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ He says, know that there is no one worthy of worship besides one Allah. Right? You should know this. Right? And we can't know anything except if we study it, except if we learn it, except if somebody teaches us it. Right? So our whole journey to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a journey of knowledge. Right? And uh, this journey to Allah begins from uh, the beginning of our creation. And you know, it's amazing, my dear brothers and sisters, because if you ponder over this point, you will actually see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the, in, in the first revelation, He said, Iqra, read. Right? Because um, knowledge is gained through reading, through study. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala manif- makes manifest from the outset, from the beginning of revelation, that knowledge is important. You must learn, you must study. Right, uh, and for those who've just joined, we're talking about uh, the first motivator um, in an attempt to create an effective distance learning environment, and that is to understand the honor and importance of knowledge. And we're discussing the importance of knowledge right now. Right, so Allah Subhanahu wa Taala from the beginning of Revelation says, "Read," which means learn, because learning can't happen except if we read. Right, to teach us that you know what, it's all about uh, worshiping Allah Subhanahu wa Taala upon knowledge. Right, as taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And if we continue looking at the first revelation, we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He actually makes the pen uh, the instrument of Islam. And we know that the pen is a tool of knowledge, right? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alladhi allama bil qalam. Right, the worship Allah, the one, uh, who, uh, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ عَلَقِ اقْرَأْ وَرَبُّكَ الْأَكْرَمِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, read in the name of your Lord, right? Uh, who created you. خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ عَلَقِ He created you from uh, a clinging substance. Subhanallah, and, and we'll talk about this just now. اقْرَأْ وَرَبُّكَ الْأَكْرَمِ Read, and your Lord is most generous. الَّذِي عَلَّمَ بِالْقَلَمِ He is the one who taught by the pen, right? And we know that the pen is a tool of knowledge. So knowledge is really everything, my dear brothers and sisters. And that's why the last thing you want is to give up or lose motivation in a program of knowledge. You have to pull the stops. You have to, you know, pull everything out of the bag to keep yourself upon it because indeed it's the best thing that's ever happened to you in, in, in your life, right? To be part of a program dedicated towards learning about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His laws. And, and earlier I said that this, this journey of, this, our journey to Allah is a, is, is a journey based on knowledge. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in the first ayat revealed, He says, الَّذِي اِقْرَأْ بِسْمِ رَبِّكَ الذي خلق خلق الإنسان من علق. Allah brings our attention to this 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 علق, right? Uh, which Allah descri- uh, tells us that He created us from a clinging substance, and we know this clinging substance is right at the beginning of us and our journey towards developing in the wombs of our mothers uh, and our journey towards being born and becoming people that grow up on earth. So Allah brings our attention with regards to reading to this 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 fact. Right? The very beginning. The very beginning or the point at which growth develops some traction. 
Because we know Allah created us as, as, as a fluid and then uh, created us or developed us into uh, a uh, clinging substance. But when, when we look at the Quranic context, we understand the clinging uh, substance as what? As the beginning of traction towards our growth and development. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala references the beginning of our growth and development in the same revelation that discusses iqra and qalam. Right? That discusses read so you can learn and discusses qalam, which is the tool of learning. Subhanallah. So this teaches us, my dear brothers and sisters, that knowledge is really part of our life. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us to be in a seminary that's dedicated towards uh, the study of the inheritance of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then uh, this should be our biggest motivator, our biggest driver, uh, and that which keeps, keeps us on the program, uh, irrespective of circumstance, irrespective of situation. Right? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, grant us the understanding. I mean, wallahi, it's just absolutely amazing. And that's why, you know, the scholars always would say that seeking knowledge is from the cradle to the grave. From the cradle to the grave. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really references the, begin- the beginning of our attraction uh, in seeking knowledge. And indeed, Allah took us out of the wombs of our mothers whilst we knew nothing. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with the ability to learn via our senses. Right? When a baby is born, the baby learns immediately. We learn immediately by, through the different sounds, the different shades of light, uh, you know, uh, the different faces, uh, the different accents. Uh, the different smells, subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. Ameen. Now, in terms of the honor, we've spoken about the importance of seeking knowledge. What about the honor of seeking knowledge, right? Uh, because indeed, if we understand how honorable something is, then it motivates us to remain upon it. And with regards to uh, the honor of seeking knowledge, then uh, indeed the one who learns Islam, then this person is an inheritor of the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam an inheritor of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the best who walked the face of this earth. And we all want to be the best, right? Uh, but sadly, we have uh, sort of uh, lost our calibration. And we require realignment with regards to our understanding of what makes us the best. Right? If we are quick to lose motivation in our distance learning, especially that related to um, uh, Islam, then we really lack calibration. And we need to recalibrate ourselves. Because a person who leaves it has left becoming an inheritor of the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam. And as we find in the Sunnah, in an established narration, the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that al-ulama warathatul anbiya that the scholars are the inheritors of the prophets. وَإِنَّ الْأَنْبِيَاءَ لَمْ يُوَرِّثُوا دِينَارٌ وَلَا دِرْهَمًا وَرَّثُوا الْعِلْمِ That indeed the, 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 the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the prophets of Allah subhanahu they never left behind gold and silver coins. Rather, they left behind beneficial knowledge. So not just knowledge, but beneficial knowledge. Right. So this is a rank in and of itself. And um, uh, in, uh, part of us understanding um, how honorable seeking knowledge is, then we need to understand that Rasulullah has taught us that a person who is a scholar of Islam, then um, everything in the skies and everything on earth and everything even in the seas, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive this person. Right? So once you sleep, there's the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking Allah to forgive you. Now why would you want to lose motivation and drop out? Drop out of, of this win, uh, win situation. 
that subhanallah you get forgiven whilst you sleep. Right? Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَإِنَّ الْعَالِمْ لَيَسْتَغْفِرِ لَهُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَالْحِيْتَانِ فِي جَوْفِ الْمَاءِ That indeed for the, the alim, the knowledgeable person who puts his knowledge or her knowledge into practice, then um, uh, everything in the sky seek forgiveness for him or her. Uh, and everything uh, on earth seeks forgiveness for him uh, and her uh, or her. And even the fish in the sea. The fish in the sea. So the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we see and the creation that we don't see, they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. And this should teach us how well the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has understood how noble seeking knowledge is, subhanAllah. Right? So this is another um, a citation that assists us in understanding how honorable seeking knowledge is uh, and how we should remain motivated and use uh, the fact that we are blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be in this situation as a great motivator to remain upon. One of the other uh, things that help us understand how honorable seeking knowledge is, is that the angels uh, lower their wings, right? Uh, humbly lower their wings out of excitement for the student uh, of knowledge, right? This is something taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And another important point to take into consideration, my dear brothers and sisters, uh, and, uh, is the fact that if you seek knowledge, then you become a helper to the rest of society. That's what you become. You become a helper to the rest of society, right? How? Well, we know that seeking knowledge uh, has two rulings. There's a ruling which states it's compulsory upon everybody. And there's a ruling which states it's compulsory upon a few in society. And as long as a few in society learn uh, those parts of knowledge, then the obligation of learning it is lifted off the rest of the community. Right? So that knowledge which is from the furud al-kifayah, uh, the knowledge which is from the communal obligations. If you step forward and you learn this knowledge, then you have lifted a burden off the rest of society. Or you've been a means towards the upliftment of that burden. Right? So you've actually done goodness to other people. And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who are chari- charitable to others, are helpful to others. Uh, those that benefit the people in, in, in every way or form. And in this way, you do become beneficial to uh, the entire society, right? So subhanAllah, this is really, I mean, you cannot quantify, you cannot quantify uh, these elements uh, using any financial figures, using any, any currencies, any, you know, uh, no figure can quantify uh, this amazing, amazing um, gift that we can offer uh, the greater Muslim community by becoming a people that take care of learning those elements of knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not made compulsory upon uh, everybody uh, else. Uh, So these are some of the points, my dear brothers and sisters, to help us uh, become motivated, remain motivated, and uh, some points that we we need to take into consideration every time shaitan whispers to us. And we must understand, as I said at the opening of this discussion, that seeking knowledge is hard. Right? Don't be surprised that it's hard. Right? Rather embrace it and step up to the challenge. Right? And one of the reasons why we must know it's hard is shaitan does not want you to learn. Because the more you know, the harder the work of shaitan becomes. Because shaitan knows that this person knows. Right? So it's harder for me to swerve this person off the right path. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this understanding, my dear brothers and sisters. So we've taken point number one. Point number one as a guide towards effective distance learning is to look after our motivators. And our greatest motivators are knowing the importance and honor uh, of seeking knowledge. And uh, we have discussed this, walillahi alhamd, in our time together thus far. Uh, now that we know, my dear brothers and sisters, exactly what we're doing, and that is the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because seeking knowledge is beloved to Allah, then the next guide towards being an effective student uh, on an online seminary uh, is to be sincere. Is to ensure that your study is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has to be like that. It can't be about the certificate. It can't be the, you know, about the degree. That everyone has a degree, I want a degree, so I can do this degree this way. It can't be that, you know, I wanted to do something else, but it was so expensive, so I just joined an online program, you know, for the sake of getting the degree. No, my dear brothers and sisters. If you don't make it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not come. Right? Assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not come. We must understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. We have to be sincere. We have to be sincere. This is the worship of Allah. Right? And, you know, we have to be sincere because subhanAllah, seeking knowledge is everything. You know, Imam Ahmad rahimahullah, he would say that seeking knowledge and gaining knowledge is more important than food and drink. Way more important than food and drink. Why? Because food and drink is, you know, if we have a small amount every day, once a day, it's enough for us. But with knowledge, you know, we need it every second of every waking day. And every second of, of every uh, evening that we retire into. That's the reality. That's the reality. Because seeking knowledge is about living on earth the way Allah wants us to live on this earth. So it's a great act of worship. And uh, being sincere is an important key uh, in the makeup of this discussion. You know, Ibn Abbas and, and others, radiallahu anhum ajma'in, they would say that seeking knowledge during some nights is more beloved to me than spending the night in prayer. Spending the night in prayer. Right? تَذَاكُرُ الْعِلْمِ بَعْضَ اللَّيَالِ أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِنْ إِحْيَائِهَا That's what they would say. That, you know, uh, spending the night revising and seeking knowledge and memorizing and understanding and analyzing is more beloved to me than uh, spending the night in, uh, um, in, in, in prayer. Right? Because this knowledge will help you be even better in the prayer. It will help your concentration in the prayer. It will help your khushu' in the prayer. It will help you understand Allah more. The more we understand Allah, the more we love Him. The more we love Him, the more we want to worship Him. So really, this knowledge is, is it's, it's, it's a fair statement. That is more beloved to me to, to seek knowledge during some nights than to spend the night in prayer. Why? Because it's only going to allow me to come back to the prayer even stronger. Alhamdulillah. Right? So this is um, uh, an important point to take into consideration, my dear brothers and sisters. Don't make it about the exam, about the results. Don't make it about you know the deadlines. Uh, make it about the worship of Allah. Understand that throughout the process, I am building my paradise. Because if it's for Allah, Allah will reward me. If Allah rewards me, my Jannah becomes more beautiful. Every test question I read is a Jannah building exercise. Every word that I, I, sp uh, I read through because of study or because of revision is a Jannah building exercise. I only want Allah from this. The coolness of my eyes and my heart is in doing this. Because when I do this, uh, I'm worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's only for my beloved creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every live session I attend, every video I watch, all the notes I read, everything is a Jannah building exercise, alhamdulillah. But it can only be that if it's done for Allah. 
It's important. Because you can study Islam and someone else can study Islam. And, and, and their study can be a Jannah building exercise whilst yours? No, it's not. Right? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the famous hadith of, Ibn, of, of Umar, rather, Umar radiallahu he said, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ There's nothing about your actions except that your actions will be judged based on your intentions. وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مْرِئِمْ مَا نَوَى And, and, and for, for every person is that which they intended. Right? And uh, Rasulullah wasallam brings our notice to the Hijrah. That the Hijrah, one of the greatest acts of worship, right? Rasulullah wasallam said that if a person joined us in this Hijrah, but his intention was not the Hijrah in and of itself, but rather it was for a female to marry in Medina, or for some work uh, that he needed to finish in Medina, then he won't be rewarded the same rewards as the people who did the Hijrah for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though they might have gone through the same difficulties, they've traveled the same distance, uh, and so on and so forth. However, uh, the rewards are different. So understand, my dear brothers and sisters, that uh, to help us create an effective distance learning environment, purify your intention. Make it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ Allah says they were not commanded and never commanded, right? Uh, except to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How? With sincerity. And Allah says, Lahuddin, that this is all of religion. Subhanallah. Lahuddin, this is all of religion. To make it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And don't forget the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, right? Many of you who've uh, already studied my adab class and we discussed the etiquettes of seeking knowledge. Uh, from the outset, we discussed the hadith. Uh, which tells us that one of the first people on the day of Qiyamah that will be brought to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a reciter of the Qur'an and, and, and a scholar, right? And the end will be the hellfire. Why? Because yes, they did read the Qur'an and yes, they did study, but they studied for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They recited for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So be wary, my dear brothers and sisters. You know, if you're feeling demotivated, check your intention. If you feel that, you know, I'm getting too busy, I need to drop something from my schedule, and your heart is leaning towards your Islamic seminary program, your online program, check your intention. Is it for Allah? Or is it not for Allah? Because if it is, if it is for Allah, it's, it's really impossible for you to feel, um, uh, you know, uh, to feel this way. Rather, you'd, you'd say the last thing, you know, the last thing I'll ever drop is this program. Because this program is more important to me than my food and my drink, as we established from the saying of Imam Ahmed, rahimahullah. So be sincere, my dear brothers and sisters. The third aspect which helps us create an effective distance learning environment is to ensure, my dear brothers and sisters, that we put our knowledge into practice. Because beneficial knowledge is knowledge put into practice. And righteous actions are actions based upon knowledge. Right? And we know from Surah Fatiha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah refers to a group of people, the Jews. Right? Those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's anger fell upon. Why? Because they had knowledge, but they didn't put it into practice. Another group before us, the Christians. What did they do? They worshipped Allah without knowledge. They made uh, uh, Isa the son of Maryam, they made him uh, a god. They worshipped without knowledge. So, uh, one should worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with knowledge. And when one has knowledge, they should worship. If you're feeling demotivated, ask yourself, how much of my knowledge am I putting into practice? 
Because good deeds give birth to good deeds, my dear brothers and sisters. If you're putting your knowledge into practice, there's no way you can become demotivated. Right? If you put that knowledge into practice, it's going to give birth to a greater inspiration. The inspiration for you, to, that, that inspiration that will allow you to continue. So that you have the ability to learn more and put more good deeds or bring more good deeds into practice. Because good deeds give birth to good deeds. That is the nature of good deeds. They only assist us um, in getting better. They only assist us in getting better. And I'm sure we, we, we feel this like in Ramadan. We do so many good deeds because we're already doing a good deed which is fasting. We read Quran like never before. We're charitable like never before. Right? We're doing a lot of things, my dear brothers and sisters. Right? Why? Because we're already upon goodness. And good deeds give birth to good deeds. So put your knowledge into practice. This is from the most effective ways of creating an effective distance learning uh, environment. Right? You know, when we look at people today, my dear brothers and sisters, we find four groups of people. We have those who don't know about Allah and don't know about His laws. May Allah protect us from being these type of people. And then we have a people who uh, know about Allah, but they don't know about His laws. They worship Allah, but they're not clued up about uh, you know, how to worship Allah the way He wants to be worshipped. And then we have those who know the laws of Allah, but they don't know Allah. Right? They study, they know the rulings, they know the evidences, they know the requirements, but they don't put it into practice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Right? I mean, you know, we, we, we all have to seek forgiveness, speaker included. Right? And then we have uh, the fourth group of people, and this is the best group. And that is the alim. The alim, the true alim. The one who knows Allah and knows the laws of Allah. They know and they put their knowledge into action. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that the real people of khashiyah, you know, are the ulama. إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاء so understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. Right? Point number three, put your knowledge into practice. Don't be like those that Allah made uh, forget about themselves because they forgot about Allah. Allah says, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ Right? That don't be like those who forgot about Allah, so Allah made them forget themselves. Allah made them forget themselves. And Allah in another ayah says, نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَنَسِيَهُمْ They forgot about Allah, so Allah left them to be. Allah left them to be. Right? Left them to be. They forgot about Allah. Let's not be from amongst those people, my dear brothers and sisters. So, I know, I, I, what I really want you to get from these first three points that, you know, when we don't feel, when we don't feel it, studying online, really, uh, we need to focus on the self. A lot of the times we complain about the program, we might complain about this factor or that factor, but rarely do we focus on, on the self. Right? You know, I was just having a discussion with someone today, and this is on a lighter note, for those who are following football, um, there's, a, there's a, a, a team that in the last few years in the UK, in the English Premier League, has become a prominent team, Chelsea. And they are managed by uh, a prominent manager. Well, maybe we, we can say he's the world's best manager, right? Jose Mourinho. And at the moment, Chelsea are struggling, struggling. But what we're finding from the manager is blaming everything else but his team. And this is what I was discussing with someone today. They say, look, he's blaming the referees, he's blaming uh, other circumstances, uh, he's, 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 he's saying there's a campaign against his team, and so on and so forth. For those who follow, you'll know. For those who don't follow, it's not so important, but just so you get the gist, right? Uh, but the reality is the team's not playing well. 
They're losing because the team is really not playing well. People are off their game. And the ideal thing for him to do is focus on the self. Focus on him, focus on his team. Right? So uh, this is just an example to bring things closer to ourselves. That we need to focus on ourselves. Before pointing fingers, realize that there's three other fingers pointing at us. We need to ask ourselves, did we understand how honorable it is to be in this position that we're in? Did we understand how important seeking knowledge is? Have we understood the level of our sincerity? Have we understood uh, how much of this knowledge we're putting into practice? All these things need to be taken into um, consideration, my dear brothers and sisters. So that is point number three. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to protect us from being from amongst those that Allah has left to be and being from amongst those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made uh, forget about, uh, you know, has, has made them forget about uh, themselves. Uh, Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Taib, the next point uh, towards creating an effective learning uh, environment is to correct the learning process. And with distance learning, as I said, since we don't see each other, we don't see the teacher, we don't see our fellow students, um, it, it does bring about a different challenge. And, and I did say earlier that as we go through the points, we will um, learn uh, the different uh, challenges or challenges that are specific to distance learning, right? Challenges which are specific to distance learning, and this is one of them. That, you know, you don't have people to motivate you, because if you go to a school or you go to um, a masjid and you're studying with people, then, you know, alhamdulillah, the environment helps us. We're not lone rangers. And being a lone ranger definitely uh, does uh, set us on a path of retrogression in terms of our motivation. Right? So how do we mitigate that? Well, we need to better the learning process. And one of the ways of uh, bettering the learning process is to strike a relationship with our peers. Looking after the Islamic protocols, of course. Right? So, um, and, and really the best way to do this is to use the forums. Because what online learning does is it affords the students a forum specific to that subject that they can use to have uh, diligent discussions during the course of study. So it's important, uh, point number four is benefit from your peers. It's important that you strike a relationship with them and you engage each other on the forums, on the forums. You don't have to share uh, private details and private uh, contact details and so on and so forth. No, the institute, the institute uh, has an offering. We need to use the offering. In my experience, I see uh, people really benefiting from the forums, right? Really benefiting from uh, constant engagement with their peers, uh, which in turn translates into greater motivation for the self. They don't really use the forums that well, right? So benefit from your peers. It's important that there's a there's a there's a robust. Uh, proactive communication channel between all people in the class where they're discussing each other's progress. Where have you reached? Where have you reached? Um, you know, what were your difficulties in this chapter before I get on with it? What tips can you share with me? Right? We benefit from each other. Right? Because peers offer a unique benefit. A unique benefit. And you can't be together in person, but you can be together virtually. And that's what online learning is about. It's, it's a virtual environment, right? It's a virtual environment. And it affords us the ability to be virtually together. Right now, we are together virtually, all of us in this classroom, right? But in many online seminaries, you're not in the classroom every day. You're mainly watching videos by yourself and so on and so forth. 
That's why the forum offering is there. That even though everybody is studying individually, you still have um, an avenue to uh, get together virtually and motivate yourself and create that effective distance learning environment by uh, exacerbating and enhancing the learning process via benefiting from your peers. So this is uh, very important. Now, one of the other reasons why you want to benefit from your peers, my dear brothers and sisters, is because, you know, with online learning, um, one of the negatives is that the teacher teaches um, via video. So a video of, of, you know, or a recording is done prior. And then that recording is uploaded for you to watch. Or uh, the notes are prepared prior and then uploaded for you to read. Now, uh, what happens is sometimes you get a situation where the video was recorded five, six years or even two years or even a year before you got onto the program. So your level was not part of the consideration process of the teacher that taught that subject. Right? It's different to when you're in a class in front of the teacher. Right? Uh, then you can put up your hand, ask the teacher, and the teacher then can uh, you know, increase the volume or reduce the volume. What I mean is uh, the teacher can tweak the education process and make the lesson more palatable uh, to yourself. This cannot happen uh, via online learning to this degree. Right? So if you learn from your peers, this mitigates this issue. Why? Because now you know, your, your peers, if they've understood something, they can explain it to you in a way that you'll understand. And perhaps they're the only people who can explain it to you in a way that you understand. Because your interaction with your teacher virtually is not the same as your interaction with your teacher on site. Right? You, you will have access to a teacher uh, during uh, uh, your, your course of study with online seminaries, but it's very sporadic. It's via email. Right? Sometimes there's a delay in answer. Um, uh, the online sessions are once every two weeks, sometimes once every three weeks. Right? So um, the teacher is not going to develop um, the, you know, uh, a detailed understanding of your level and your ability. That's a fact. So using the forums helps mitigate this issue as well. Because uh, if a student has understood a matter, then uh, they can explain it to you on your level. Because peers are generally on the same level, on a similar level. So you assist yourself in understanding something that you would have or you wouldn't have understood um, uh, had you engaged the teacher in the first instance because the teacher doesn't know your level and he might explain it uh, at a higher level, thinking of other students, for example. So distance learning helps mitigate uh, many issues, many issues, um, or, or using the forums rather helps mitigate, uh, mitigate many issues and we've discussed and shared some examples. Uh, from the ways of creating an effective distance learning environment, my dear brothers and sisters, is to utilize the live sessions. And when I say utilize the live session, I don't mean listening to the recording but rather attending the live session. I know, uh, you know, distance learning is there to cater for your other obligations, and sometimes this is not possible, but ideally you want to get the schedule of the live sessions at the beginning of the semester and try and see, uh, you know, uh, how you can um, design your timetable that affords you to attend some of the live sessions. If not all, then at least some. I know in Knowledge International University, we deliberately use Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, to assist the students uh, attending. Um, but uh, people work on Fridays, people work on Saturdays, and so sometimes it's, it's difficult. But what I say to my students is, look, you know, try and, and attend some. Try and attend some. If you can't attend eight, try and attend five. Try and attend four at least. Right? That way you can 
uh, speak to the teacher. And the teacher can listen to your frustrations, listen to the level of tone in your voice. This is all part of education, right? And uh, the live session is there for you to debate the teacher on some things, uh, play devil's advocate with the teacher on some things. I'm not saying to be disrespectful to your teacher, but uh, interact with your teacher in a way that allows your understanding to grow. So this is important. Attend the live sessions. And one of the other tips that we must say here in terms of creating an effective distance learning environment is for you to attend the live session with with a working headset. And when I say a headset, I mean a headset, not that you speak via your computer speakers. Why? Because what happens is um, when, when you use a headset, then this prevents uh, the voice that comes out from your speakers from being fed back into the microphone and it prevents an echo. This uh, allows the live session to run freely and flu in a fluid manner and also allows your peers, those that are with you during the live session, to benefit from your questions as well. Right? So this is another tip, my dear brothers and sisters. Attend the live sessions and attend uh, with a working headset. Make it a habit of understanding the technical matters, checking your sound, getting into the classroom early, going through the uh, sound diagnostics uh, or diagnostics. These things exist right? Um, on, you know, during uh, or uh, on the virtual learning platform. Utilize it. Don't come to class unprepared. Another effective tip for you to benefit greatly is for you to attend the class after reading in advance. Let it not be that you just attend the class and you know your mind is totally free of, of any discussion uh, or any revision, right? Because this uh, causes you to back paddle. The teacher might say something, then you dashing to your notes or dashing to the table of contents just to see, you know, is this something I'm going to study or not, for example, or is this something I've studied? Uh, and in the process, the teacher has, has moved five or ten sentences down, and then you uh, don't help yourself. And, and, and then it becomes frustrating, and frustration leads to lack of motivation. Lack of motivation leads to you dropping out of the program. Right? So, um, fight frustration by being better equipped and better uh, prepared. Uh, the, the sixth tip, my dear brothers and sisters, uh, is to be disciplined. You must be disciplined. And this is probably the hardest challenge, uh, but the challenge you have to fight and face. Um, uh, the fifth one was to make use of the live sessions. The sixth one is to be disciplined, right? You need to be disciplined in your eating habits, right? You need to be disciplined in your, your health and looking after your health, the exercise that you do, right? If you're healthy, you have a greater chance of being more motivated, okay? So exercise regularly. Have a balanced diet and be disciplined with your timetable. Have a suitable timetable, right? That you don't mistreat. You don't write for fun. A timetable that you stick to and you are on time with it every time. That requires discipline. Yes, there are some exceptional circumstances. That's an exception. But the last thing you want to do is uh, make exceptional circumstances your norm. Meaning, uh, make uh, missing the timetable and the mandates of the timetable your norm. This is very bad, my dear brothers and sisters. And, and, and from my experience, I've seen this, that many a student really does, uh, you know, or, or can manage, but they've put themselves in an unmanageable situation because of their lack of diligence. It's their own fault, right? And, you know, when things pile up, what happens? It just overwhelms you. 
right? So you didn't study well this week, you didn't study well the next week, you didn't study well the third week, then in the second month, uh, now you have the first month to catch up, whilst you're in the second month, and there's only 24 hours in a day, right? Tomorrow's not going to have 25 hours. The same hours you had today are the same hours you're going to have tomorrow, right? So that means your second month is going to become delayed and pile on, or pile on into the third month. And then what happens? You lose the sweetness of seeking knowledge. Everything becomes a chore. You're just learning to meet deadlines, right? You're just learning to get ready for the exam. So your sincerity is reduced. And I think you can... Uh, fit the puzzle from here, my dear brothers and sisters. You know what happens next, right? You become overwhelmed. Overwhelmed leads to what? Lack of motivation leads to what? I need to drop out, right? And, and one thing I've learned in life is, you know, we are never too busy. You know, a lot of students say, no, I've become too busy. No, we are never too busy. You know, even people who say they're too busy, they still eat during that day. They still go out of the home wearing clothes during that day. Clothes which are ironed and washed, Right? I'm sure some of you are, are smiling at this, but it's a fact, right? So the reality is we're never too busy. The reality is it's either something is important to us or it's not important to us. Because we always have time for that which is important. So you've got to make your studies important. If you make your studies important, then you become more disciplined. You'll respect the timetable. Because you won't want to leave that part of the timetable out. Right? Because it's important. So, you really have to go on a journey with yourself, my dear brothers and sisters. In terms of this discussion about discipline, this is a long one. You know, it can be a topic in and of itself. But discipline is the mother of all success. Right? You have to be disciplined. You have to study on time. You can't miss it. Whether you're on holiday, whether it's a Sunday, whether it's a weekend, whether it's a weekday, you can't miss your study quota. Why? Because it's important. Just like you won't miss salah no matter how busy you are. Because it's important. You can't miss your study quota. You've got to be serious with the program. Seriousness requires discipline, my dear brothers and sisters. One of the best ways to maintain discipline is to have a rhythm. And this is what I call it, having a rhythm. Right? And that means that you continuously follow your study routine without breaking it. Because once you break it, getting back into it becomes difficult. Just like hift as well. You know, hift at the beginning is hard. But if you have a set routine after Fajr every day, you sit with it, it becomes easier. It might take 40 days, 30 days, a few months, but it will become easier. Right? But the moment you stop, you take a day's break, what's going to happen? It's going to, you know, it's, the effect of doing so is going to fall onto your next day. Getting back into it becomes harder. And the more you leave it, the more harder it becomes for you to get back into it. So motivation is thoroughly important. Step number seven, my dear brothers and sisters, in ensuring that we, we create an effective distance learning environment is to read. And when you read, uh, understand. And when you understand, analyze. Right? And, and, and le listening also falls under reading. Or, or, because when you watch a video, that's your learning mechanism. If you read, that's another learning mechanism. But the point is, don't just read. If you read, understand. If you don't understand, engage your peers. If they can't help you, engage the teacher. And when you've understood, analyze. Take it to the next level. Tie it to your previous semesters. Tie it to your previous subjects. What's the correlation here? What's the line of sight between this that I've learned in fiqh and that which I learned in usul al-fiqh? Or that which I learned in usul al-fiqh and this which I'm learning in fiqh? Right? Does that make sense, brothers and sisters? This is important. That you analyze. Today we've become a people who read and don't understand. And if we understand... 
We don't analyze. And this doesn't help anybody's circumstance, my dear brothers and sisters. Why? Because a time is going to come when you're really going to feel you're wasting time. That I've read so much that I don't understand. So I'm wasting time. And the moment you feel this, then khalas, motivation is gone. And when motivation is gone, you're going to drop out of the program. You haven't created the effective distance learning environment that helps you remain dedicated and steadfast. Right? So take this as your motto that I will read and I will understand what I read and then I will analyze that which I have understood. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. Ameen. Brothers and sisters, moving very swiftly, point number eight, I call it switch off. Switch off. Right? Assist your study by losing distractions. If you have to study in the masjid, go study in the masjid. Right? If you have to leave the home, leave the home. But make sure you switch off distractions. Switch off your mobile phone, right? Study when the children are asleep, right? Um, you know, if you're tired, go to sleep, then wake up. Don't be distracted by tiredness, right? And that's why the best time to study is after Fajr, as many uh, of our scholars say, because it's a time of barakah uh, and blessings. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Burika li ummati fi bukuriha. That my ummah is blessed in their earliness, right? In their earliness. So, Fajr is a time when people are sleeping, there's barakah in time, right? There's a greater chance for you to concentrate and focus, right? So switch off. This is very important. If you don't switch off, you don't help the cause, my dear brothers and sisters. So point number eight is to switch off. Point number nine. Have a holistic understanding of the lesson by taking note of the special exceptions, right? This uh, really um, is attached to uh, the earlier point I shared about analyzing. Right, uh, But the reason why I have uh, listed it as an independent point is because holistic understandings help us become more motivated. It excites us more. It excites us more. Right? And, and, and I mean by this that you know, you're going to learn a lesson, the lesson is going to have general rules, and then the lesson will have exceptions to the rules. Understand the exceptions in light of the norms. And understand the norms in light of the exceptions. Right? Be locally global and globally local, right? If you can, if you can uh, get your head around that. But I think you get what I'm saying, my dear brothers and sisters, that it's, it's you know, um, this is the beauty of the Sharia, it's connected. It's connected. So, um, sometimes you, you know, you, you learn, for example, that uh, uh, Salah has to be done with Wudu. And then there's exceptions. Understand, uh, you know, the ruling of Salah, uh, requiring wudu in light of the exception and understand the exception in light of uh, salah requiring wudu so that you join the lessons together as i said it it, it boils down it, it falls under point number 7 but i have made it an individual point uh, because many a times i see lack of understanding being the crux of a student loading uh, losing motivation um, and um, definitely it's common sense, it's common sense. Anybody who, you know, thinks about this logically will say definitely, definitely. You know, why would I sit through something I don't understand? It's wasting my time. So, uh, have a holistic understanding. Point number nine, have a holistic understanding, right? Uh, it, it's connected to point number seven, uh, but I've given it its own uh, feature, uh, because when we say analyze, it's more general. Here I'm being more specific. Understand... Uh, you know, uh, the general rules in light of uh, the rules exceptions and understand the exceptions in light of, of the rules. 
It's very important. And, um, you know, for those who are studying fiqh and usul al-fiqh and the other sciences, you'll appreciate what I'm saying. Right? Um, point number 10, moving along swiftly, is uh, that we don't just study for exams, but we allow ourselves to revise for exams. This is important, my dear brothers and sisters. It's about study and revision. If you don't leave yourself enough time, then you only can study. And sometimes we study, you know, with such speed that it's, it's useless study. Right? Uh, it's stressful study. It's study that really only lasts the period of the exam and we forget it the next day or two days later. No. What you want to do is ensure that you learn now forever. How do you learn now forever? You, you, you learn now forever by having a program that allows you to study your, your work and allows you to revise that which you studied. Because studying your work is like uh, you know, laying the concrete. But revising what you studied is like pouring water over the concrete. When you pour water over the concrete, it makes the concrete even more established. Right? So this is point number 10. Point number 11 uh, relates to examinations. A lot of times, brothers and sisters, we, we lose motivation because of our character. We're we, we very uh, competitive. And, um, you know, the marks don't go our way. And as a result, we lose motivation. Right? And, and, and this I know from experience with some of my students. I normally tell my students that, look, as long as you've studied hard and given it your best, then know your rewards are for Allah. And at the end of the day, no matter what results you get, reward is proportionate to effort. So you've been rewarded. So that you know, poor results shouldn't be a means of uh, losing motivation. But nonetheless, we're human beings. Some people are very competitive. The marks matter. And this point is uh, related to you understanding the question before attempting the answer. Because understanding the question is half of knowledge. Is half of knowledge. Right? Um, and many a time, you know, a student will write in and say, Why did I get this wrong? This is the answer I wrote in the notes. This is the answer. And then I review the question and I see that, you know what? You just didn't understand the question. Right? So, for example, if I told you, um, and, and just type in the box very quickly for me. Uh, there is no salah except with wudu. True or false? Very quickly, type it in the box. Right, so uh, I've asked this in many classroom environments and uh, majority, uh, majority of the people say true. There is no salah except with wudu, they say true. And this is a result of them, or this comes about as a result of them not analyzing the lessons that they've studied. And as a result of them not understanding the general rule in light of the exceptions, and the exceptions in light of the general rules. Yes, as a general rule, there's no salah except with wudu. But there are exceptions where you can make tayammum. Where you can make tayammum. If you can't make wudu or you don't have water. So the answer to, the, to this question is false. To say there is no salah except with wudu is false. But if I said there is no salah except with ritual purity, true or false? Then this is true. Because ritual purity comes about uh, because of wudu or because of tayammum. So the reality is the student didn't just didn't understand the question. Didn't understand the question. And also didn't perhaps analyze properly. Right? So if you don't analyze, it causes you to misread the question. And sometimes you just generally misread the question. So assist yourself by giving yourself a chance to answer the question. Number 12, my dear brothers and sisters, is, or number 12 in terms of helping 
create an environment towards effective distance learning is to check your email every day and to save the email addresses of the institute that you study in in your contacts so that when they send you an email it doesn't go into junk mail and you don't miss the communication and correspondence from the institute now we must know uh, and especially for those who are studying on uh, online programs and seminaries that um, the most uh, meaning the most common most famous and most effective way that institutes use to correspond and, and communicate with their students is via via email via email right and if you're not getting your emails and not checking your emails then what's going to happen you're going to put yourself in a negative situation a difficult situation you're going to be behind the pack right uh, sometimes emails come about because of talks such as this open talks for every student to assist them but because you didn't get the email you didn't attend other students got it and they benefited from it inshallah and they developed as a result and that uh, took them to the finish line right uh, sometimes you miss important correspondence regarding exam dates because we don't check our email right sometimes we miss important correspondence require, uh, regarding some requirements from the program itself because we don't check our email sometimes we miss an explanation from a teacher because we delay checking our email or we don't check our email or we never saved his address and uh, you know the email went into junk mail for example right so um, dot the i's cross the t's make sure you check your email regularly right if you know you get too many emails open a special email account only for the university to use and 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 have that you know uh, live on your mobile phones your smartphones or ho however you operate have it live so that you don't miss that correspondence why because you want to ensure that you always give yourself a chance right and effective distance learning requires healthy communication between you and the institute uh, last but not least my dear brothers and sisters which is point number um, well, let me say one thing before before that, um, which is point number thirteen to help uh, better your study. We've touched on it, but I do want to share it as an individual point, right? Because I have been blessed to be a teacher um, on several online programs, and I really appreciate this as a point. And that is to communicate with your subject teacher. Many students don't communicate with their subject teacher. Now this falls under previous points we've discussed, but I'm highlighting it here uh, and giving it its place uh, because it deserves its place. Many students just do not communicate with the subject teacher. Right? Uh, they, they, they don't understand something, they don't bother writing in. They don't bother engaging their peers, they just continue. Right? Um, they don't engage the subject teacher. They feel that they're falling behind, they don't engage their subject teacher. They don't seek motivation from their subject teacher, right? So uh, one of the best ways to help yourself in the process is to strike a relationship with your teacher. Yes, one of the pitfalls of distance learning is the teacher is not going to remember your name because you don't see the teacher every day in class. But you should endeavor to be that student that the teacher will remember. Why? Because your correspondence is frequent and healthy. When I say healthy, meaning it's not a waste of your time or the teacher's time. It's to the point and uh, you're asking a good question. Right? So you should endeavor to make yourself that student that the teacher will remember. 
This is this is you know uh, not that you, you you're doing it for, for 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 other than Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. No, your purpose is Allah. But you understand what I'm saying, my dear brothers and sisters, that uh, you're genuinely writing in to show that you are a diligent student, right? And when you have the relationship with your stu- with your teacher, whereby the teacher knows your name and you frequently have access to your teacher, this builds momentum, and a built momentum grows. Um, uh, grows motivation and your teacher is going to encourage you about other semesters and other subjects it's going to let you know about things you wouldn't have known had you not written in right and this helps you see the bigger picture and this helps you remain uh, motivated and dedicated uh, to the cause uh, to an extent that allows you to uh, get to the finish line and to help you create that effective distance learning uh, environment. It helps you really benefit from the experience. It helps you uh, really gain some beneficial knowledge. It's not that you just got a certificate, but you really know nothing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect. Right? Point number 14, and this is the last thing I'll say, my dear brothers and sisters, because our time has come to an end, and that is dua. Don't forget dua. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the Qur'an towards making one dua. And that was, وَقُرْ رَبِّ زِدْنِي عِلْمَ وَقُرْ رَبِّ زِدْنِي عِلْمَ Right? That, oh my, say, oh my Lord, increase my knowledge. Make dua to Allah after every salah, before you, you know, during every fast, every Friday, every opportunity you get, every morning, every evening. رَبِّ زِدْنِي عِلْمَ Oh Allah, increase my knowledge. You know when you're feeling that you know you want to drop out, ask yourself how many times have I begged Allah to increase my knowledge? How many times have I asked Allah to increase my knowledge? You must understand my dear brothers and sisters that it is Allah who teaches us and it is Allah who places this knowledge in the hearts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses. Call out to the most merciful. Right? And tell Allah that Ya Allah I am sinful, I am weak but you are Rahim. You are Rahim. You are the most merciful. Oh Allah, increase my knowledge. Increase my knowledge. And the most merciful will increase your knowledge, insha'Allah. Allah says, Allah wa Allah. That be God conscious of Allah, and Allah will teach you. Allah will teach you. So make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For dua is the essence of worship. And dua is the weapon of a believer. Make dua to Allah. Oh Allah, increase my knowledge. All success begins with Allah. As Allah says in His book, Right? He says, وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يُزَكِّ مَنْ يَشَاءُ بَلِ اللَّهُ يُزَكِّ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ حَبَّبَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْإِيمَانِ وَزَيَّنَهُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ right? Allah says, it is Allah who purified you. But it is Allah who purified you. But it is Allah who made Iman beloved to you. It's all Allah, my dear brothers and sisters. So, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, increase my knowledge. Oh my Rabb, increase my knowledge. Oh my Rabb, make knowledge beloved to me. All success begins with you. Ya Allah, I turn to you. Make me successful. This is what I have to share, my dear brothers and sisters, in this short um, presentation. Indeed, the topic uh, is a subject in and of itself. But alhamdulillah, uh, I think uh, these 14 points that I've shared, uh, inshallah, will go a long way in uh, assisting those who want to be assisted. At the end of the day, we can talk a, a lot about things, we can think a lot about things, but... It's about, you know, putting it into practice. Putting it into practice. Getting on with it, right? You know, it's not good enough to know what you need to do. What you have to do is do that which you need to do. Is that clear, my dear brothers and sisters? I love you all for the sake of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase your knowledge. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take you to the finish line. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, allow you to graduate. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you from shaitan and the whispers of shaitan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never ever take you off the khair that al- and goodness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put you upon this, this, this journey uh, with the inheritance of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise us with the family of Al-Qur'an on the day of Qiyamah and raise us with uh, the Anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam and their family, those who uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala passed their inheritance uh, to. Uh, brothers and sisters, inshallah the recordings will go up, be on the lookout for it and please be sure to share it with your peers. Remember one of the points we shared, right? Have a striking connection with your peers. Um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve us in his obedience. My dear brothers and sisters, until next time, please take care. Assalamu alaikum. Warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, Nashadu Allah ilaha illa ant, Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk, Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.